Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, and thanks for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time, nine-year survivor of breast cancer. I'm the patient programs assistant and the host here at Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. And when I have time, I write at a blog called I Never Liked Pink. So I know I'm always so excited about my guests, but today is over the top because I have an award-winning actor, playwright, writer, and editor, plus a multiple-time cancer fighter, otherwise known as Valerie David, the Pink Hulk. And I know we're going to be super chatty today because this amazing woman and I could talk for hours. I love her. She's a badass inspiration to everyone she meets. So I'm just going to go get started. Valerie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. It is such an honor. I thank you. Good. Well, tell us a little bit about you, non-cancer. You got it. Uh, I am an award-winning actress, playwright, singer, and improviser. I was born in New York and grew up in Virginia, in Virginia Beach and Richmond. And then I came back to New York to pursue my dream of being an actress. I graduated from James Madison University uh, in Virginia and the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. I'm a published writer of magazines. Um, my poem was also published at Open Doors and also visible ink anthologies with Memorial Sloan Kettering's writing program. I'm also a published writer of Broadway World, a member of the Dramatist Guild, SAG-AFTRA, and the wonderful group called Broadway Hearts, which does sing-alongs with children uh, in need. And we uh, have Broadway performers, all of us together, uh, singing songs that are requested by children's by children in hospitals. Uh, and we do this over Zoom, which is great. And then we look forward to doing it live. And then I'm also part of Solo Arts Heal, which is a group of solo show performers who have their shows of healing that we do all over the country and around the world. I'm also a comic book superhero fan <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, I, of DC and Marvel, but a little more partial to Marvel, but I love all superheroes and, uh, and the superhero strength they give all of us. And I want to, again, thank you for having me uh, here today. Well, thank you. And my gosh, Valerie, we could sit here all day and talk about your accomplishments <laughs> because you are a woman of many talents, obviously. And I have to say, I'm super excited because in two days, I ordered a Funko Pop that is the Breast Cancer Supergirl and it arrives in two days. So oh, it's one, my of, one of those little bobbleheads. They're amazing. They have a Wonder Woman. You should find that one. I'm going to send it to you. I will find it. Maybe we could make make a pink Hulk bobblehead. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yes, I love Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, I wanted Wonder Woman, but Supergirl had blonde hair, so I went with that one. Right. Well, you well you are Supergirl and Wonder Woman together, so you are a superhero. Michelle. Thank you. Um, it's fun. I have a sign sitting here on my desk. It said she needed a hero, so she created one in herself. And I was like, oh, I love that. I buy all the signs. Uh, <laughs> but let's get started into the, the, the deep of it. So a few years ago in 2018, I was so blessed to see you on stage. You made me laugh. You made me cry. 
but cancer is what brought you and I together. We met at my place of work, Breast Friends, and I was lucky enough to do a talk back for you. But over 20 years ago, you were diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's, lymph- non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, I don't say that one very often. And I don't know much about that or the treatment for that. Can you talk about that first? Sure, sure. And I wanted to thank you and Breast Friends for being such a huge support when I did the show in Portland. And uh, yes, in uh, over 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with stage three non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I, it was, I was, uh, I had just turned 30 and I was really scared because it was a very aggressive cancer and it's a cancer of the blood, which is similar to multiple myeloma and leukemia. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty serious. And the only way for my particular cancer to be treated was through chemotherapy. And because of my age, I was put on a special protocol where I had six months of chemo condensed into three months. Mm. So it was pretty intense. And I had very intense drugs and um, seven treatments. And uh, it was it was pretty difficult. But I was very lucky to have wonderful doctors and I had a great support network. And interestingly enough, that when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, two of the drugs that I was on for lymphoma also treats breast cancer. And so I actually had one of them I couldn't use because I was maxed out on it. And then they had another drug that I could go back on cytoxin with breast cancer. So it was interesting that even though the cancers are different, they did share some of the same drugs. And uh, it had manifested in my chest. I had a nine centimeter tumor in my chest and it had spread also to my abdomen. And we'll circle back because there's a very big similarity between Mm -hmm. the breast cancer and the lymphoma in in almost the exact same areas, (laughs) but different cancers. I mean, what the hell? Like you'd think like you went through this horrible thing once. You're like, oh, hey, we're going to give it to her again. (laughs) Yes. And then again. (laughs) And then again. Um, (laughs) Now, it seems like your treatment was pretty intense. I'm assuming that you had to kind of take a break from life and from performing at that time? I did. I did. I still, uh, you know, I, I knew that I would go back to performing and it made me appreciate it even more because I feel like I didn't want cancer to stop me. And I feel like with cancer, I, 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 I don't fear it. I own it. I own my cancer. And I think that's an important message that it's something that I'm proud of and I'm proud to be a survivor. And it's shaped who I am today with my conviction of how I feel about life and how important it is for us to live life on our own terms and to also pursue our dreams because we know that life is way too short. And uh, I, and I know for myself, I want to fulfill and fulfill my dreams even more so, so because of these th- three different cancer experience I've had. So I, it made me, and I know it's cliche and you, we've heard this over and over again, that cancer made our lives better and enriched our lives and made us more appreciative of ourselves, our family and our friends and doctors that, you know, we don't sweat the small stuff anymore. You know, that's, you know, Really funny that you say that because if you would ask someone else who hadn't gone through a cancer experience, like, oh, hey, do you think cancer would make your life better? And I would say across the board, they'd be like, hell no. 
But Mm -hmm. we, I mean, I'm sure there are many people who do struggle, but finding the right mindset that you have and that I have hopefully is we're, we're going to take it and we're going to find what it's given us and make the best out of it. Exactly. Yes. You have definitely done that. But so you go through this crazy, the crazy treatment for the non, the lymphoma. And then in 2014, again, your life is good. Everything's gone by and bam, you're diagnosed with breast cancer. Like seriously, what, what, what the hell? Yes. Well, first of all, um, I, yeah, it it was what the hell, like, and here's the whole irony of this, Michelle, is that I actually, um, in 2014, in April, I actually was taking off my sports bra and I, uh, and this is part of the pink Hulk show, my solo show, the pink Hulk one woman's journey to find the superhero within when I actually discussed how I felt a lump under my armpit and I didn't really think much of it. I kind of was a little worried, but I was like, well, let me just see. And then July of that year, I was cancer free for 15 years. And I was like, I'm going to Aruba to celebrate. And when I was in Aruba, I felt the lump again and it had gotten bigger. So then I was like, this isn't good. So I, um, I decided, you know, with the encouragement, um, and this is also part of the show, my friend Joan, um, I had told her I found a lump when I got back from Aruba and she was also a lymphoma and a breast cancer survivor. And I told her, which is also what I wanted to tell the, the listeners out there is that you, you don't put you put your health first. And so I was, and I didn't. And so when I found this lump, I thought, oh, my new insurance of my new job is going to kick in in two or three months. I'll wait to get it checked. And Joan yelled at me and was like, are you out of your mind? She's like, you can't wait. She's like, this could be serious. This could be, you know, maybe, you know, lymphoma or breast cancer again. And, uh, and she was right. So I called my um, uh, gynecologist and they were kind enough to give me a discount because I, I wasn't insured <laughs> under them. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the doctor felt the lump and said, you need to go back to your cancer hospital ASAP. And I went the next day. And then subsequently, a couple of days later, I did find out through a biopsy and everything that it was a breast cancer. So it, it so it goes to show you that that I, I put my, the health insurance first before my own health. And well, I, I, yeah, you know, and that's something that we as a country face because of health insurance and worrying about premiums and things like that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's that's a whole nother show that I need to dig into the insurance crisis in our country and how it has changed our healthcare because, you know, we don't have a, a systemized health, you know, a, oh God, brain, brain fade, like a, a Canada healthcare system or a Switzerland healthcare system. You know, it's very different mm-hmm. and money is, is important and, but our health is too. So it's, it's really important to find that balance and, and thank God you figured it out and you're still here. Exactly. But let's, I, I want to talk about how we got to the pink Hulk, the one woman's journey yes. to find the superhero within, like you were busy, like you're, you're volunteering, you're training, you're, you've created a organization called the cycle of hope to raise money mm-hmm. for, cancer organizations through marathons. How did you, where in the time and the idea and the inspiration to come up with your play? 
Sure. Well, the first off, um, the the title of this show also says a lot, The Pink Hulk. And the title, I don't think I could have picked a better title for this show. Uh, the, the pink, as we know, is the color of the breast cancer ribbon. Now, interestingly enough, which I didn't know this until I started writing The Pink Hulk, lymphomas, and I have lymphoma, lymphomas ribbon is green the lime green of the hulk of and so the pink hulk represented the anger that i had for getting cancer a second time because i thought i checked that box i was like okay here we go i had lymphoma so cancer done and then to have cancer again a different kind 15 years later literally a couple of weeks after I came back from celebrating being cancer free to get right. cancer again from my Aruba trip. So it, there were so many signs for the pink Hulk to, to become uh, the pink Hulk. And one of them, you know, there, there were a few inspirations. Uh, one of them was that I actually went to high school with the current Marvel superhero Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. Nice. And yeah, yeah, and so he's my such inspiration to me. And I remember when I was diagnosed uh, with breast cancer the first time, stage two, I had emailed him that night, and I, uh, I like one in the morning because I was so upset and so angry. And I actually wrote, and I kid you not, I said, "Mark, I am so angry that I got cancer a second time. I could be your Hulk counterpart, but I would be pink." <laughs> Not even knowing that would be mm-hmm. a show, right? And then, um, and then I was at a job, and the job that had seen me through the second cancer, and I decided that I just wanted a change in my life, and I decided to leave the job, and without a job because I just was like, I need to do something different. I need to do something different with my life. And the owner of the agency, I was at an ad agency said to me, you know, Valerie, I know you're going to do well. And I know you have something in your life you need to fulfill and we support you a hundred percent. And I know you'll make something of this. And then I, with my oncologist, I uh, spoke with her how I felt like I really wanted to write a show because I had two different cancers at two different times in my life. And I felt like I had a story to tell. And then right after I quit my job, I went to Omega, which is this Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, that had a writing workshop. And we would write for hours, five hours and hours for five days. And all of a sudden, everything that I was writing started to become the pink Hulk. They were actually stories about my experience. And then the head of it, Nancy um, Aroni, um, uh, Aroni said to me, uh, you are a writer and you should write a show because all of what I wrote was really becoming the pink Hulk. And it was just amazing. And then I went on an improv group, uh, uh, improv camping trip which was so much fun. I love improv and the director of it, Ali uh, had all of us talk about our lives. And I started talking about my uh, cancer experience because I had finished treatment recently. And he goes, I see a show in this. So there were Michelle, there were, it was all coming together. It was Mm -hmm. all coming together. Like there wasn't, there was nothing that didn't let, like there wasn't anything in my life that said, don't write this. Everything in my life said, do write this. And I really felt like I had a story to tell. And, uh, and I felt that with my experiences that, that I was wanting to give hope to people, not even knowing that 
I would be getting cancer a third time. And we'll talk about that the day the show was opening in Portland when I was with you. And we'll, we'll talk about that, but, Mm -hmm. but it, 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 I never realized that my own show was actually going to help me through my third cancer experience. And as much as I wanted to give hope to other people, and I still do, and I want to be a source of light and inspiration that if someone's in a dark tunnel, I want to be the person on the end of, on the other side of the tunnel, pulling you through into the light. And, you know, and it really was such an amazing experience that I get so much inspiration from the audience and how much it helped me through my third battle with cancer while I was performing the show. And I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful for breast friends who've been my best breast friends uh, <laughs> for, for years since I first met you. And, and I also want to commend you on all the wonderful things your organization does and, 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 uh, and your blog that you do and this wonderful radio show uh, that helps people and helping me as well. So I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you, Valerie. It's, as you know, like the, the, the cancer community, like if you find, you find their right groups, they are special people because people like you and myself and breast friends and the other organizations out there, it's people with a heart to give and a heart to give back Mm -hmm. and share their experiences. Because one of the most important things out there is for new people that are diagnosed to know they're not alone. And for you sharing your story of the pink Hulk and I think just being able to share and communicate really helps other people know that, okay, I can get through this too. Thanks for being with us listeners. We need to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast friends need your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our show. I'm Michelle Beck. And my guest is Valerie David, otherwise known as the Pink Hulk. She is a one-woman dynamo, and we've been talking about the play and just finding your own superhero and the strength within. Valerie, what is what is the main theme that you hope your audience members get from seeing the Pink Hulk? Sure. I would say the main theme 
and you know what we had talked about earlier is that finding that superhero within and that superhero strength and the main thing is to never give up hope uh i know with my diagnosis that it was you know back in the day you know not so long ago having a stage four metastatic breast cancer diagnosis was a death sentence. But now there's so many advancements with medicine and breakthroughs that, that it is something that we don't have to fear anymore. And that I want to give people hope and inspiration that no matter what adversity they face in life, they can conquer any adversity with hope. And I think that is also something that we need more than ever in these times. And the other main thing about the show is to speak up and not being afraid to stand up for yourself. And that's not just in battling any cancer that you in life or any battles with life-threatening illnesses. That's making a change in your life to be a happier person. If you're not happy in your job, then have the hope that you'll find another job, have the strength to keep going. And even if it's something where you're, when you're in a bad relationship, maybe it's something you have the strength to say, I can do this. I can uh, find another relationship. So it is have, living life on your terms. And if there's something in your life that you're not happy with, then you've got the power to change it. it and not to sound cliche, but with the Wizard of Oz, we've got the ruby red slippers. And Dorothy knew, didn't, real, didn't realize that she had the strength and the power to go home and, and to change and make that change, having those ruby red slippers this whole time. And we all have our ruby red slippers where we can have that strength to change what, what in our lives that are, that's not making us happy. Yeah. It's just finding, finding your inner strength. As you say, like I gave myself a tattoo on my forearm that says strong with pink boxing glove and pink ribbon. So I, you know, I gave myself the reminder because some days I don't feel like it, but if I just look down, I'm like, okay, I can get through this. I can get through this. Like you say, exactly. you say it three times and you're, and you got it. Um, exactly. You, you've been doing the show since 2016. And I know that you just had three shows in October for breast cancer awareness month live in New York. And you also did the Reykjavik Fringe Festival over the summer in Iceland. Was it just as emotional doing these shows as when it first premiered? Because there was a long break in there because of the pandemic. Yes, I, I wanted to say that I, I I was very fortunate to have done several uh, performances over Zoom during uh, the uh, the height of when things were shut down, and I. But I will say that there is no substitute for the live performances, and it was almost like a rebirth doing the shows again. And I will admit that I was very nervous at first because the last time I did the show live was November of 2019, and here it is, you know, the summer July mm-hmm. of 2021. But I want to say it was like getting back on a bicycle that you hadn't ridden in a long time. Once you were on that bike, you just, shoo, you just took off. And it was so special to have not performed in so long uh, to be back in front of an audience where all of us were so thirsty for 
for live theater again, whether you were the performer or whether you were the audience. It was like a love fest. And it was such, so emotional and such a wonderful experience to be with the audience again and share my story. And I had talkbacks after each performance, as I did in New York, in Iceland, um, and to, to get that audience feedback again. And the other thing that was super special about Reykjavik was that uh, I actually won an award for the show, the Act Solo Show Award. Uh, and it meant so much to me to have not performed it in in nearly what two years and and we do this show not because of the awards and accolades uh but we do this to help people but getting that award was a recognition of the important message of my story and it was really wonderful to be back in front of live audiences well and, yeah and- uh, you deserve it all and you know it's yeah you don't do it for the honors and the accolades but they're really nice to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was really wonderful. And then the the thing that made also so special the New York performances that I just did at the Cell Theater is that I I there were record number of cancer patients and survivors there, nice. and I sold out on the last show. I mean, the audience it was packed, and to have this during this still during this pandemic it meant so much to me and i was so grateful for all the cancer survivors and patients that attended these performances uh yeah. it was just it was an amazing experience that's pretty awesome so yeah. i want to take a step back to october 10th 2018 and you were here in portland yes. that was the day i met you and what we what none of us knew at the time that i met you was that you were going to get diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. We were actually in a meeting together in our office at Breast Friends and Valerie excused herself to get a phone call. And she said, okay, this is the hospital. I have to take this. And little did we know at the time, because she is a professional and held her shit together. um, She got that call saying she was diagnosed stage four and you were performing that night. So it, how did you hold it all together and do those the series of shows when your head had to be exploding? Well, it I have to tell you, it was probably, and not probably, it was the most difficult moment of my life. And I was so grateful for all your support. Um, I had made the choice not to say anything until after the Portland shows were over. Uh, what happened when we were in a meeting and I had to take that call, I had, there was a suspicion that there was the breast cancer because there was a test that came back and then I had to get more biopsies and those biopsies took place. I had three biopsies right before I came to Portland. And in fact, I flew two days after the third biopsy and I was determined to do the shows, but I, I knew from that phone call that I was, I was in trouble. And then uh, the morning of the show, I was in the uh, uh, fest, uh, play festival. And when I was walking, as I was walking into the theater, I got a phone call from my oncologist 
And it was a tech rehearsal that I was having that morning for the show to open that night. And mm-hmm. I knew any day now I was going to know if what was what was the diagnosis. And Michelle, I kept going. If I'm when I'm in Portland, just please don't let me know that I have cancer again when the the day the show is opening. Please don't have that happen. Right. And of course, that's what happened. Of course, (laughs) that's what happened. So as I am going to the theater uh, for that tech rehearsal, my cell phone rings and I recognize the number of the hospital. And I was like, oh, no. And I almost didn't answer it. And I answered it. And my oncologist said to me, Valerie, the test came back that you have stage four metastatic breast cancer that spread to your bones. And I just, I, I think it was just a moment of shock, a moment of devastation. And she was so supportive and said to me, Valerie, you know, I know you're in Portland doing your shows and break a leg tonight. And, you know, <laughs> How do you tell like, someone to break a leg know, after know, you tell them they have cancer in their bones? Like that doesn't seem to go together. Exactly. But, it, I, but I have to tell you, I loved it and appreciated it because she was so supportive of my doing the shows that, um, that she knew how important it was for me to do the show and encouraged me to do the show. And I I didn't want cancer to stop me. And in fact, I became very, very defiant. I was like, oh, yeah, well, cancer, if you're going to come back again, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to do these shows. Uh, I'm not going to stop my run just because of this. And 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 breast friends, it, they were coming to every performance, including yourself, to do mm-hmm. the talk back. I was not ever going to let cancer stop me. There was not one doubt in my mind that I was not going to do those shows. I'm going to show you cancer. Ha ha. You you think you got me? I got you. And the thing about this whole thing is that before I came to Portland, I was having chest pains. And the interesting part is the breast cancer, when it came back, came in the same spot as the lymphoma. And I had, I had lymphoma in my abdomen and the bone metastases from the breast cancer was in the rib cage and, uh, and the chest. So it was so interesting how full circle that the cancer presented itself in almost the exact same place. And I had this instinct to call my doctor and say, uh, you know, and this is part of the Pink Hulk show. And I said, you know what? I said, I've got cancer again. And, and they were like, no, 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 no. I said, no, I do. I just know I do. And I was right. And this was a message to tell everyone, all your listeners to never, ever doubt yourself and to trust that intuition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I knew coming to Portland, I, you know, this, this was happening, but I had no idea that it was this serious, that it was stage four metastatic. And I remember my father said to me, um, you know, uh, is there anything after stage four? And I'm like, uh, no, uh, there's not. And there's something I'd never told you, Michelle and breast friends. The other thing that happened when the show opened that night, I was having, I was having a lot of trouble because I was in a lot of pain mm. and I was having trouble breathing and I was coughing. And, um, my oncologist said to me, 
I need you to go to get a CAT scan um, to make sure you're okay. And I said to her, I will get the CAT scan after the first show is over. It will have to wait. So I don't, I never told you this. No, you didn't. Revealing this, Mm -hmm. that after the first show was over, I went to Legacy Good Samaritan Hospital (laughs) right after the show and went and got a CAT scan to make sure I was okay. And the, the women, the woman I was housing me that night took me to the emergency room. So a- even after the show, I actually went to the emergency room to get a CAT scan of my oh chest. Oh my gosh. And luckily <laughs> I was okay. So that yeah. Was, not, yeah, so it was a that day October 10th will go down as one of the the, the most crazy days of my uh, yeah, life. Yeah, I don't even know also, how you how you describe that day just mm-hmm. so full of all these emotions and and yeah, but how are, how are you now? I mean, cause most people, when they get uh, yes. a diagnosis of, you know, stage four metastatic, um, it's not great, but you seem pretty darn good. Well, I must say that, um, the other thing that happened and I don't believe they're accidents. So when I came back from Portland, I knew that I was going to start a treatment and I was offered, and this is also part of the pink Hulk show. I was offered a, a drug, uh, for, to treat the stage four metastatic breast cancer. And eight months before I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, I was working as a freelance copy editor uh, on an ad campaign. So the irony is that eight months before I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, I happened to be working as a freelance copy editor for an ad campaign for a new metastatic breast cancer drug that had recently come on the market called Virginio. And I didn't have metastatic breast cancer then at the time, but I thought, wow, that seems like a really great drug. So when I was offered this drug by my oncologist, I actually asked if I could be on this drug uh, instead because I was so impressed with it. And I asked her, how do you feel about that? And she said, anything you want. So I said, okay, I want to try this new drug. Well, I started taking it. And then five months later, it was time for another scan. And I was very nervous about it. And I was hoping for some improvement. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then when I got the results of the scan, my oncologist said to me, Valerie, I want you to know that you have no evidence of disease now. There's no trace of your cancer. That's amazing. It was amazing. And the other thing that blew my mind was that she said to me, less than 5% of people on this drug have a 100% response to this drug. Mm -hmm. And you are one of those that are the less than 5%. So since that, that was April 1st, April Fool's Day of 2019, <laughs> the joke's on you, cancer. Um, uh, April, uh, April 1st of that 2019, I was declared to have no evidence of disease. And it was an absolute miracle. And since then, I have had no evidence of disease. And uh, it's really, I'm so grateful uh, for that. And I feel that there was a divine intervention. I don't think, I think there are no accidents. I think that 
to be have worked on that drug eight months earlier, not knowing I'd be diagnosed. Mm-hmm. It, it's nothing short of a miracle. Things definitely happen for a reason. And we're going to talk more about that after we get back from our break. Listeners, remember you can donate to Breast Friends on our website or by texting BF Radio to 41444. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Michelle Beck, and this is Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. My guest today is Valerie David, the Pink Hulk, and she is just one of my inspirations in life. So Valerie, do you remember, because you've done the show live many times, what are any special comments that you've gotten from audience members that the show has, what, what has it meant to them? And I'm sure also from those who haven't gone through cancer as well, because not everyone in your audience is a survivor. So tell us about how some people have responded to you. Sure. Thank you. That's an excellent question. Um, I, one thing I wanted to mention is that I've done this in overseas in England and in Sweden, Finland, and Iceland. And I was first, you know, when I first did this show overseas, uh, when English wasn't the first language, uh, I was worried about how it would be taken. And I was very honored to win the WOW Award at the Gothenburg Fringe Festival. Uh, and it showed to me that how much the show translates in it, that uh, even when English isn't the first language, that it translates universally of this message of hope and empowerment. And I remember that um, I had a, I held um, a talk back after the show and there we were women from uh, Sweden, from Gothenburg that w- had told me that they're not a society that really talks about uh, their feelings and that they were so grateful that the show was raw and honest and didn't sugarcoat 
the hardships having a breast cancer diagnosis, especially with um, how it affects our womenhood and, 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 you know, with surgery and with menopause and scarring and things like that, that Mm -hmm. I talk about in the show, the effects of uh, treatment and also the permanent side effects. And that's something that they never really talked about in their own society. And I helped give them a voice. And that was so special to me. And then something super special. I, I, I can't even tell you how much the audiences inspire me. I had, when I did the shows back just last month in October, I wear in my show, a pink superhero cape mm-hmm. that wasn't in the version that you saw. Okay. And uh, uh, I now have a pink superhero cape. As you should. At the end, as I should. Mm-hmm. And, and as, yes, every, we all superheroes have to have a cape. Mm-hmm. And when there was a breast cancer survivor, Brenda in the audience, and when we were, had the talk back and then we were all gathering for photos and meeting people and greeting people, she said to me, Valerie, could you please take off your cape? I want to wear it. <laughs> so I took off my cape, put it on her, and she started taking photos with my cape. Oh, I love that. And, and, and making superhero flying mm-hmm. motions with the cape. And it meant so much to me. And uh, and because I know that cape got me through such mm-hmm. hard times and that cape represents strength and hope and 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 love. And um, and I and also the thing about the shows that what made these shows so special, especially this last month, is that I've had audience members come to see the show again and again and again it, uh, in 2016, 17, 18, you know, 19, 21, I've had repeat people seeing the show again. And I think the other thing that was really special to me, and when you were talking about how the show affects people who haven't had cancer, that um, when I was in Iceland, um, um, uh, this guy reached out to me and said, I want you to know that I was so depressed with my life. I had just broken up with my girlfriend and I'm trying to find my birth parents. And that's been a real hardship and caused a lot of trauma, but seeing your show really lifted my spirits and really uh, made me have hope and made me realize, you know, that we can control our own lives and control our own happiness. And I've seen everything that you've gone through and it gave me hope. And it lifted up my spirits. And then someone else that really, really affected me a lot was that there was this one gentleman who, and this is again, you know, breast cancer is more of a women's cancer, even though we know men have breast cancer. But the fact that men who've watched the show that didn't have an affiliation with cancer reached out. And one said that, you know, he was having suicidal thoughts. Mm. And he had seen my show in Iceland and said it really helped him get oh, through it. And that's amazing. that to me was something I'll never forget and something that really, really made me say to myself, I have a mission in life. Mm-hmm. I have a purpose. And it's to help not just people with cancer, but people who've gone through, who are facing any adversity in their life. 
And there are a couple of other things that happen where I've had two friends say, you know, when I, in my show where I said I had quit my job and wanted to, uh, you know, start something else in my life, they, they quit their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, one, you know, said, I opened up my own store. And another one said, I opened up my own store. And it was just the impact that the audience have had on me. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. such a reciprocal relationship. It's not like, Oh, I bequeath this on you. And you know, I am no, I I get so much inspiration from my audiences. Um, and they helped me, you know, going through cancer while I, before I found out that I had no evidence of disease, Mm -hmm. I was still performing the show and still traveling with the show. And it was such uh, it was it uplifted me in my darkest hour, not even knowing if the pink cloak would be continuing. I didn't know if this medication was going to work. Sure. So, th- so having performing the show while I had cancer again really helped me go through the, uh, the darkest time of my life. And and I credit the audiences and and you all being there with breast friends, having that support while I was in Portland, finding out this information. And even though I hadn't revealed it yet, and then I told you all afterwards, because I I was the first, to be honest, afraid to admit that, because here I am performing the show, and I'm supposed to be this, the, the show's a beacon of light. And now it's like, well, now she has cancer again. You know, it's like, what, what, what? So I was afraid to reveal it. But then I I had a dramaturg for the third ending and, and I was, I said to her, I'm afraid to tell people I have cancer again. And what are they going to think about the pink Hulk now? And she's like, Valerie, and her name is (laughs) Cynthia. She's like, are you the pink Hulk? And I'm like, "Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah. She's like, what would the pink Hulk do? And I said, the pink Hulk would tell the truth. And I did. And, and, and uh, you know, oh, go ahead. But no, and you've, you've taken, like you said, the strength and the empowerment, all the themes from the show and you used it yourself because, you know, you, you chose that drug, you, you know, you were on it and six months later, you're NED and it has allowed you to continue on and continue to inspire hope and, and, and write another show. And I, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I really quickly wanted to ask sure. you about this. So um, I don't know a lot about it, but I know it's called Baggage from Baghdad. And it is not a cancer story, but it really has some important themes that I just wanted to share real quick. Can you tell us about yes, it? Yes, sure. Thank you so much. Um, Baggage from Baghdad is about my father fleeing Iraq in 1941. It celebrated its 80th year uh, of a program called the Farhud. And they had escaped um, Iraq because of religious persecution. And there was, again, a program where um, our background is uh, Jewish. And we, my family fled that night because of uh, an uprising against the Jews at that time. And they left with what we what they could carry and why this story is so important now is that this is what keeps going on with Afghanistan and mm-hmm. people it's it's a story about acceptance and it, it and it its theme is about discrimination but it also translates also into 
cancer discrimination. There's so much discrimination that we need mm-hmm. to overcome in, in the world, whether it's religion or your sexual orientation, uh, whether you know people look at you differently because you have a, a chronic illness, whether it, you know, you're uh, HIV positive or you know, there's so much discrimination that baggage from Baghdad is, is now a show about acceptance and, and embracing our differences instead of fearing them. I so, love that. It's something I, that is so needed right now. So so needed. And in fact, because of my family's survival of escaping Iraq, going to another country, they went to India and then they came to America to start a new life with, again, they left with only what they could carry. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were an inspiration to me to beat cancer. And my father, and I want to share this, um, he's my inspiration every every day because mm-hmm. he's 89 years old and he has stage four metastatic prostate cancer. And to see what he goes through, he inspires me. So, uh, so all that my father's been through with, uh, you know, part of the story, uh, which is, uh, that is in baggage from Baghdad is that my family was almost hauled off by the Nazis. Mm. Uh, they were confronted uh, on a train, and that's part of the story. And that they survived, you know, also, you know, from the you know being taken by the Nazis when they were confronted on the train. They, my father, uh, inspires me. My grandmother had cancer, um, also uh, lymphoma. So it was, you know, their survival of all of what they've had to go through in life has made me a survivor and made me who I am today. And I want to share that story. So that's my second solo show that is starting to uh, take off now. So we've got those themes of, of, of fighting back. I cannot wait to see it because, and if I have to come to New York, I will, because you are, you are one of my favorite humans. And I just, I love that we have met and crossed paths and unfortunately, gosh, we are, we are out of time, but um, I just wanted listeners out there you can find Valerie pretty much just search for the pink Hulk play and you will find her and just about her shows and who she is. And she's just such an amazing inspiration to all of us. And Valerie, thank you so much for being here thank today. You. Thank you so much. And yes, if you go to pink uh, you'll find information and also pink at gmail.com. And for the future, you know, I want to do more shows and, uh, more bookings and keep going with the pink Hulk. And if, if any of you listeners have any ideas for me bringing the show to you, and I want to come back to Portland, feel free to let me know uh, through those channels. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at pink Hulk play. And I want to thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on your radio program. It's such an honor and you're such an inspiration. And I can't thank you enough and breast friends for everything you've done for me and for everything you do for everybody. Uh, You've touched so many lives, including my own, and you all are so special. Well, Valerie, thank you so much. I'm sending you big hugs and hopefully we can see each other soon. So listeners, thank you for being here today. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you. And thank you, listeners out there. (laughs) Thanks for everything.
Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.